This is the GQ Coaches Show with Coaches Goins and Quick, brought to you by the United States Basketball Association, the leader in youth basketball, usbahoops.com. Now, get ready to chop it up with your hosts, Coaches G and Q, for the real talk in sports. All right, it's Monday night. This is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick, and you thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, as we bring you another dynamic show. You know what? Before we get cranking and before I kick it over to Coach Quick, we just want to say once again, thanks to all the veteran men and women that have served our country so, so well and the ones that gave ultimate sacrifice. We thank you. So, Coach Quick, let me kick it over to you. What's popping? Hey, what's good, Coach G? You want to know what's popping with Coach Quick? Well, Coach Quick is so excited. This week, we're going to be chopping it up. We got some motivational stuff going on. It's just you and I this week in the studio. No special guests this week. But, man, I, I tend to think that you and I are pretty special as well. So after this short break, Coach G and I are going to be chopping it up. So make sure those sneakers are laced up tight. <laughs> Quick, I appreciate that, man. I guess we are kind of special, man. You mean the world of man? We're going we gonna to leave it at that as we get into this thing uh, we call Monday Night Football. And you know what? It is November the 14th. Coach, I tell you what, your boys have prime time tonight. So you know what? I'm going to kick it over to you, give you the honor to let's talk about this Monday Night matchup. Absolutely. You know, it's a, a big matchup in the NFC East, um, pitting the Philadelphia Eagles against the Washington Commanders. And you know what, Coach G? Hey, uh, you know, I'm a Washington Commanders fan. So, you I, know, without right. a doubt, I'm going with them this week. But my thing is, we, we got to play better. I mean, we've had a, we had a chance to beat Minnesota over, over the past week where we had an opportunity where we would had won four, four in a row. So now we got to come back. We got a challenge. But I think we're going to be the first team to knock off the, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. The Washington Commanders are going to go in there and shock the world on Monday night. All right, man. Sound like you sound like you listened to a little Muhammad Ali speech before you came on the air. But that's okay. That's all good because you know what? You got me last week or you got me on Thursday night's game because I, I, I stumbled when I went with them birds out of Atlanta. But that's okay. I still got to make this comeback. So, you know what? I got to fly with the Eagles. I guess I'm on this whole bird deal. I did have some chicken uh, last night. But in that, I took I, I did I took the Falcons last week, but I'm going with them Eagles this week over the Commanders. And you know what? You guys are playing good. I mean, when you, when you look at the body of work and it's a play here, it's a play there, you know what? It's a win. But, you know, bottom line, and I said it when uh, we had uh, Curtis on, uh, Eagles are my sleeper. Somebody said, how are you taking a team that's undefeated as a sleeper? Because, you know, a lot of teams start off hard and fast, but they don't finish that way. So this week, I'm going to ride with the Eagles over the Commanders on Monday night. Now, you know what? Let's kind of just jump uh, a couple of days ahead, and let's talk about that Thursday night matchup, and that is none other than the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. And I'll, I'll kick it to you, Coach. Well, you know what? Um, it's been a pretty rough year for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I mean, number one, he has no go-to receiver, but that's not – that's not the issue. They have issues with the defense. They have issues on the offensive line. So, therefore, you know, I, and they can't stop the run. So, you got you bringing in Derrick Henry this week. You got to try to stop him. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. There's no way the Packers win this game on Thursday night. 
Man, you, man, you, all right. So you know what I got to do? I got to make a game. I ain't doing too good on Thursdays, and you're exactly right. They they struggle uh, stopping the run, but I honestly believe I'm going to have to go ahead uh, and get out on that limb, uh, and I hope that limb's got some uh, some sca- some scaffolding underneath it, but I'm going to ride with those Green Bay Packers since you're rolling with uh, the Tennessee Titans. And, again, and that's another team. Uh, just, how, just think how good Tennessee could be if they had another, you know, if they had a down uh, downfield threat, just to kind of loosen up a little bit, because everybody keys on Derrick Henry. Uh, but you know, in that great, great call, good summary. Uh, appreciate that insight. So, hey, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about college basketball. You know, because we know that the other night they had over a hundred games on, and you know, some teams have you know played a couple, you know, two or three games. But how about them? You know what? Let's talk about the number one team in the country, Yo Boys. What's, what's your take so far? Well, you know what, Coach D, I'm going to be honest with you. Right now, I don't think we're really the number one team in the country. It's early. This is a new team. Yes, you bring back four members of your starting five, but you also have a new member, a grad transfer in Pete Nance. These, we have to get adjusted. Pete Nance is not Brady Manning. They're two totally different players. Now you got Armando Baycott, who's 6'10", 6'11", playing alongside another 6'11", big, who is very similar to him. You know, so and until Pete Nance is able to stretch the defense a little bit, you know, it's an adjustment period. I still think Carolina can be the number one team and be there in the end, but I just, at this point in time, I don't think they're the number one team in the country. They hadn't looked like it until the second half of a Friday night's game. You know, in in the second half of Friday night's game against UNCW, they came out, they hit them in the mouth, they got the ball in the post, and they played well defensively. But you got to do that for 40 minutes. If you're not doing it for 40 minutes, then you're doing your team and yourselves a disservice. So to me, they're not quite there yet. I believe they will be there in the end. And if I had to pick, I don't even know that they win the ACC right now. Virginia may may have a better body of work going forward. I think Virginia could possibly win the ACC. But we'll see. I'm not giving up on my heels. I still think we cut the nets down in Houston. I truly believe that. But I just don't think we're number one right now. Well, you know what? That's a, that's a, that's a fair and honest assessment. And that's all we can ask anybody to do. And I appreciate uh, your transparency there, but you, you're right. I mean, what do you do uh, this early in the season? You got to kind of get a little battle tested. You got to take some lumps. Uh, everybody's playing a lot of tune-up games. You got to be able to get, you know, you, you got to, and I know uh, Carolina played um, oh God, Charleston, uh, a little rough first half, but, you know, kind of kind of got it right in the second half and, second half and just went on and just kind of overpowered them. But you know what? That's a great assessment. I think that's kind of fair across the board. As I know these, uh, we call them gate games. You know, these teams are playing, you know, again, control scrimmages and, you know, they're counting as W's and, you know, for them and L's for the other teams. Uh, but it will be very, very interesting to see how well that team adjusts. Uh, will everybody be able to fit in? Because, again, it is a new team. You called it out, and I certainly appreciate you going there uh, with that. So, you know what? It is, uh, it is early, early in the week. It is Monday night. And we've got a special treat for everybody. Uh, and the reason why I say we got a special treat, Coach, is this. It is what I call it, but what I'm calling, I'm calling it Motivational Monday. All right, you're going to be hearing from some absolutely fantastic folks on Motivational Monday. But right now, we're going to step away, hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. 
Hey, this is Chris Patola, and you're listening to the GQ Coaches Show on ESPN Radio 1240. The boss, the real talk in sports. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com or by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. And thank you for playing USBA. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. Looking for something fun but different to do? Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at habithouseva.com and book your appointment today. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. Hey, this is Pete Chilcutt, North Carolina Tar Heel and NBA champion. You're listening to the GQ Coaches Show on ESPN Radio 1240, The Boss. All right, this is Coach Goins and Coach Quick, and you are back on listening to the show, and it is what we call in Motivational Monday. So, Coach Quick, as we get the our listening audience fired up and being motivated on Monday, we're going to hear a little bit from the late, great Kobe Bryant on what he did in order to motivate and get to, to become better. Your thoughts on Kobe Bryant? Man, one of the absolute greatest to ever play the game, one of the hardest workers, NBA champion. All I can call him is a legend. You know, Kobe Kobe's definitely one of the greats. So you know what? Let's hear what Kobe Bryant had to say on Motivational Monday. Imagine you wake up at 3, you train at 4, you go 4 to 6, come home, breakfast, relax, so, so, blah, blah, blah. Now you're back at it again, 9 to 11, relax, and now back at it again, 2 to 4, and now you're back at it again, you know, 7 to 9. Look how much more training I have done by simply starting at 4. that was the most important thing for me is to leave no stone unturned, get better every single day. And if I live that way, then over time, you know, I'd have something that was beautiful. But that was my philosophy. It seems like a pretty simple one, but 
You know, if you live your life to just get better every single day, you do that for 20 years, I mean, what do you have? Overall, you know, the idea is a very simple one. And, you know, the mama mentality simply means trying to be the best version of yourself. That's what the mentality means. It means every day you know, you're trying to become better. And it's a constant quest. It's an infinite quest. To me, the mentality is a really simple one in, in the sense that the confidence comes from preparation. You know, so when the game's on the line, I'm not asking myself to do something that I haven't done thousands of times before. When I'm prepared, I know what I'm capable of doing, I know what I'm comfortable doing, and I know what I'm not comfortable doing. All right? And so in those moments, if it looks like I'm ice cold or not nervous, it's because I've done it thousands of times before. So it's one more time. So starting at the age of two, when I first started playing the game, and on and on and on, I always ask questions. I always try to get better every single day, learn more. You'd be surprised. Like some people, like my kids at two, could do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. right? At two, I could dribble a basketball. I could shoot a basketball on the nerf hoop at the house. And I would go to practice with my father. I would observe my father. Um, I'd sit and watch games with him. You know, a lot of things I learned by being just being around the game. Mm -hmm. So by the age of six, I was already strategizing versus other six-year-olds, you know? At the age of six, I figured out six-year-olds couldn't dribble with their left hand. So like, yeah. when I was playing these six-year-old kids, I would make them dribble with their left, because I knew they couldn't. <laughs> and so they dribble off their foot, I'd pick it up, lay it up. Do it again, dribble off foot, pick it up, lay it up. So at six years old, I had 63 points. I just constantly looked for things to learn from. And, uh, very observant. The passion came from the love for the game. You know, I, I loved everything about it, like the smell of the ball, you know, the smell of like brand new sneakers, and like the sound the ball makes when it hits the ground, the ball going through the net, like all those things I, I love. And so the passion comes from that, because once you have that love, you just want to be a part of this thing all the time. I was born and I was born to play basketball, you know what I mean? And I played a lot of different sports. But nothing brought me the sense of, of, of peace and of uh, escape you know, that the game of basketball did. When I need that escape, it's there for me, right? When I need a friend, it's there for me. You know, when I need to vent, and don't dunk anymore, it's there, you know? So it's, the game is absolutely everything for me. I had goals, you know, I had expectations and things I wanted to accomplish, you know? And so, like, the outside world uh, could not meet that. For sure. Like mm -hmm. I, I knew I wanted to win like five, six, seven yeah. championships. You know what I mean? That was my goal. For me to come out and say that, people would think I was a lunatic. You know, so no matter what they said or what they threw at me, my expectations were certainly higher. But you know, you can't you can't control that passion, man. You know, sometimes you just kind of have a fire and you need to you need to keep those flames burning. Yeah. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Like you, you you don't really have much of a choice. Like you wake up in the morning and you go, even if you tried to dial it back. It'll just build up and build up, and then it'll just, like, come out ten times worse than it was before. Can't really control it. There's a quote from uh, one of my English teachers at Lower Marion named uh, uh, Mr. Fisk. He had a great quote that said, rest at the end, not in the middle. And that's something I always live by. You know, I'm not going to rest. I'm going to keep on pushing now. There are a lot of answers that I don't have, even questions that I don't have. But I'm just going to keep going. It's going to keep going, and I'll figure these things out as we go, right? And you just continue to build that way. So that, I try to live by that all the time. All right, Coach Quick, man, that's, you know what? We, 
Kobe Bryant, the late great Kobe Bryant, and we and you know I just had to go there, Coach Man, just because you know he he was my guy. You know I know LeBron's your guy, and people have Jordan, but Kobe Bryant was my guy. And on motivational Monday, that's the whole impact that what we're doing on today's show is just trying to give people that that little bit of extra, just a, a something else that they could put in their backpack along the way. So when I say Kobe Bryant, what comes to your mind, Coach? Legend, um, hard worker. NBA champion, <clears throat> family man. Kobe Bryant was probably the hardest worker that that I've ever seen play the game. Um, Michael Jordan was his idol, but Kobe wanted to beat Mike. He wanted to be better. Kobe was great, man. He, even though he was a family man, he lived and breathed basketball. He put in the work ethic. He put in the sweat. And when other guys are after the game, they're getting ready to go to the club or party or whatever. Kobe Bryant's going back to the gym. He's working on his baseline jump shot. He's working on his post moves. He's working on his defense, his lateral quickness. He's in the weight room getting stronger because that's who he was. He wanted to be a champion 10 times over. He won five NBA championships. He won three with a great Shaquille O'Neal, and he came back and won two more with Paul Gasol when people thought that he couldn't get it done. Kobe showed the world just who he was. His work ethic spoke for itself, and that's why he was always so mad at Shaq about getting in shape because he knew what they could have done. Kobe and Shaq probably could have won five, six, seven titles if if others were committed to the game the way that he was. You know what? That's man. That is why. You know what? That is why you on ESPN Radio. You know, you just chopping it up just like that, and that's exactly right. That's why you're special. That's why on Motivational Monday, Coach Quick is bringing it. Uh, just like, you know, like never before. And the big thing here, folks, is exactly right. Just in order to push yourself and things that he did, he got up a little bit earlier so he could say, you know, if I got up at four, how much work could I really put in by the time the end of the day? So that's a great summary, great breakdown, Coach. So listen, here we here's where we want to go on this next one. We want to try, you know what? We want to kind of go eight miles down from Chapel Hill. We want to slide yes, over to Duke University. And this is not Coach K. Somebody says, yeah, we're on the campus of Duke University. But also, people got to realize that Duke University has a women's program. And the women's coach is Carol Lawson. And she played at University of Tennessee. She's a legendary NBA hoops. And she also uh, was a, uh excellent ESPN analyst. And she also was on the Boston Celtics staff. Let's hear from Coach Lawson. I, I was talking with, with Shay a couple days ago. And one of the things we talked about was um, how we all wait in life for things to get easier. Think in your own life if you've waited for something to get easier. Oh, I just got to get through this and then it'll be easy. I just got to get through preseason and then it'll be okay. I've just got to get through my junior year of high school and then the classes are going to get easier. Or I've just got to get to my spring and my senior year of college and it's going to be easier. It's what we do. We wait for stuff to get easier. It will never get easier. What happens is you handle hard better. That's what happens. Most people think that it, it's going to get easier. Life is going to get easier. Basketball is going to get easier. School's going to get easier. It never gets easier. What happens is you become someone that handles hard stuff better. So that's a mental shift that has to occur in each of your brains. It has to. Because if you go around waiting for stuff to get easier in life, it's never going to happen. And then what happens? Oh, it's so hard. Oh, I can't do it. 
oh, this, I don't know, when, it, when is it going to be easy for me? Oh, it's easy for other people. It's not. It's hard. And the second we see you handling stuff, handling hard better, what are we going to do? We're going to make it harder. We're going to make it harder. Because we're preparing for you for when you leave here. Not just basketball and life. And if you think life, when you leave college, is going to be all of a sudden get easy because you graduated and you got a new degree, it's not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. So make yourself a person that handles hard well. Not someone that's waiting for the easy. Because if you have a meaningful pursuit in life, it will never be easy. If you're trying to win a championship, if you're trying to have a family, Ask your parents. Do you think it was ever easy for them to raise kids? Karen, is it easy? It's not. Any meaningful pursuit in life, if you want to be successful at it, it goes, it goes to the people that handle hard well. Those are the people that get the stuff they want. People that wait around for easy, you probably see them at the bus stop. They're waiting for easy, the easy bus to come around. Easy bus never comes around. Got to handle hard. Okay, so don't get discouraged through this time, if it's hard, don't get discouraged. It's supposed to be. And don't wait for it to be, e oh, I just got to get through the summer. And then it'll all of a sudden get easy in the fall. No, it won't. It won't. It won't get easy in the fall. So make yourself someone that handles hard well. And then whatever comes at you, you're going to be great. You're going to be great, okay? Coach Quick, man, uh, I tell you what, Coach Lawson, she is a absolute dynamic speaker, a heck of a coach. She is going to be at Duke uh, University. Uh, quite a long time. So, what is your take when you hear? You know what you got. You you you, you got to handle hard better because life is gonna come at you all kind of ways. It's not gonna be a bed of roses. Things are not always gonna be. Uh, it's not always gonna be sunny. What's your take on that, Coach? Well, you know what, Coach G. She's absolutely correct. Adversity is gonna come your way. Storms are gonna come. You got to be able to handle those hard situations. Um, a whole lot better than you handle the easy, easy situations. And to quote the great Kenny Anderson, basketball was easy, but life is hard. And Coach Lawson is, is talking to her team about that. You just got to be able to handle the difficult times in life because it's going to come your way. Regardless of what you may think, there are going to be some rainy days. And so you got to be able to handle those hard times. And as someone who's going through something in their personal life right now that is very hard, I got to be able to stand up and face that adversity, as Coach Lawson said. Face those things head on. Face those challenges. Ask, ask God to guide you for strength and perseverance and get through those hard times in life. You got to be able to handle it. As Coach Lawson said, people expect the easy bus to come out. Well, guess what? It never comes. You know what? That's that's a great assessment, man. And people looking for the easy bus, somebody better be in the garage letting the air out the tires. Because you get on the easy, you get on the easy bus. You, 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 I know the destination, uh, nowhere, right? So again, we certainly appreciate that, Coach. And you know what? As we continue to rock and roll on Motivational Monday, we've got another person that is getting ready to introduce. And when I say introduce, everybody knows who this guy is. So let's see what Steve Harvey has to say on Motivational Monday. There's an old saying that I heard that there's two kinds of people born in the hospital every day. There's a person born in the hospital that's going to get a job 
and there's a person born in the hospital that's going to give that person the job. You have to decide along the way which one you're going to be. You can be a leader, but a leader is a developed set of skills. It's a developed set. And, and the more, but see, here's what stops the average person from being a leader is the fear of the consequences of leading. Most people don't want the responsibility of being a leader. But let me tell you the trick, though. The responsibility and ramifications and consequences of being a follower is dire, more dire, and more severe. Because now, as a follower, you just got to go along with whatever. You know how many adjustments you got to make when you a follower? <laughs> but the man come in and decide I'm having layoffs. And he hand you a slip and it's Christmas. What? That wasn't in your plans. But, ho, you decided you didn't want to be a leader. You want to be a follower. Now, guess what? You got to deal with that. If I'm a leader and I own a company and the company start losing money, you think I'm fitting to not have my life? No, no. Cutbacks start on the follower. Well, you know, the leaders don't go, well, let me quit. Because if I quit, ain't nobody eating. The cutbacks start at the bottom. So you have to make a decision if you're going to be a leader or not. But understand what a leader is, though. Sometimes you just really want to be the leader of your own life. See, you don't have to lead a world leader. I have no aspirations of being Martin Luther King. I have no aspirations of being Gandhi. None whatsoever. I had really no aspirations of being the leader that I've become today that I got young men listening to me that I wasn't even really counting on. I got I got dudes emailing me, man, running up to me, man, at Essence. This brother ran up to me, and Terrence was stopping him from talking to me. And the big brother, about 300-some pounds, sweating, had a chef coat on, had a thermometer pin, sweating all over the place. He had seen me come off stage, saw me go through the back. He ran all the way around to meet me. And Terrence, stand down, soldier. Well, this big dude right here ain't with that. He said, hey, hey, little man, little man, come on now. Ain't nobody got time for all this here. I'm trying to holler at this man right here because you don't know what I've been through. Stand down, soldier. Little man, before this turn into something else, I got to see him today. His whole thing was he was a prison inmate down in New Orleans, had been listening to me on the radio since 2005. Did his five years, got out the joint, started studying in prison food prep because he said, man, you ain't. You told me one morning you ain't got to sit there and do nothing. You can better yourself from behind the wall and make one plan on not to come back. He said, you changed my whole life. He said, I come to tell you, man, I'm the chef right now at the Hilton. But the big dude was just crying. You know, we end up hugging. I cried with him because, you know, I, I, I be feeling people like that. I have no idea, nor did I have an aspiration to be an inspirational person to them. But I have always asked God in my own way 
to make me a relevant person. You know, I, I don't want to be a cat that when I die, it ain't nobody, ain't nobody tripping. Church empty, ain't nothing right here. Because, you know, it's two things, you know, when a person dies on their tombstone, there's a birth date, there's a dash, and then there's a date of your demise. And let me tell you something. When you die, they're not going to talk about your birthday. They're not going to talk about the day you died. The biggest conversation will be about that dash, that little dash. That's the life you lived in the middle of that date of birth and the date of demise. That dash will determine who you are. Coach, man, I tell you what, man, motivational Monday. I'm fired up, man. And like you said, it's not about the it's not about the day you were born or the date that we demise. It's the dash in between. Just at, you know, it, it's the life you live. And if you don't live a good life, man, whoever's left behind, will you have the honor and privilege of having pole bears, or, do, or will you have to go to the funeral home and and hire somebody to come uh, be a pole bearer? Because you know what, it's all about in between the dash. Your thoughts. Absolutely. Steve Harvey quoted it best. Um, they're not going to talk about your your birth date. They're not going to talk about the date that you died. They're going to talk about how you lived and represented your life and represented your family. So therefore, you know, hey, do what you got to do in between the dash. Don't don't give up. Work hard persevere get through the tough times handle the easy times well but handle the hard times with class that's that's my take on what steve harvey was saying and i believe that and as we close out the game plan segment our game plan segment is brought to you by chris montgomery of alcova mortgage when it's time to get in the game call chris montgomery at 540-290-0558 and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors stay tuned there's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. Looking for something fun but different to do? Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment today. Are you behind with your spring cleaning? Allow True Sparker Cleaners to clean your worries away. A veteran-owned business who serves Fayetteville and surrounding areas, call Ashley at Sparkle Cleaners today for your free estimate, 910-781-8488, and we will clean your worries away. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com or 
by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. And thank you for playing USBA. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. Hey, this is Chris Matola, and you're listening to the GQ Coaches Show on ESPN Radio 1240. The boss, the real talk in sports. All right, we're back in. That's our great friend, Mr. Chris Matola. Some of you might have had the honor and privilege of seeing him on ESPN uh, on Friday night. He actually called uh, the Gonzaga-Michigan State game that was taking place on the aircraft carrier. Coach Quick, them Hills played on the aircraft carrier in one year, didn't it? Yes, sir. We beat Michigan State pretty soundly, um, I believe, in 2011. All right, man. So, man, you guys, man, y'all, y'all play on aircraft carrier, man. Y'all just, y'all just play anywhere. How about yes, that? Yes, sir. Absolutely. But you know what? Now, you, you talked about that earlier. Uh, the Final Four is back in Houston. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And it, it, you know what? What would be better to get redemption back in Houston because you guys lost to um, Villanova in Houston? Yeah, it will be mighty sweet to get back to Houston and and bring home another national championship, the Chapel Thrill. Watch out, watch out, watch out, man! I was sitting there too, man. I tell you, that was my first Final Four, and how about it was my first, but that you know, I did, I, I, I did have the honor and privilege, folks, to call Coach Quick during the halftime of that ball game just to kind of loop him in, keep him close, uh, because it's all about shared experiences. Now, as we talk about shared experiences. I want to talk about our next guest that's going to be talking on motivational money. That's none other than Mr. Denzel Washington. Coach Quick, what's your take on Mr. Denzel Washington? Greatest actor to ever live. That's, <laughs> that's all I can say. You know what? I ain't Denzel mad at you. Truly great. I ain't mad at you. Keep going. <laughs> truly great, man. Just, I mean, everything he's ever played in, ever touched, I've enjoyed. I, man. <laughs> What a great body of work for Denzel Washington. Outstanding. You think of such great movies as Philadelphia. Um, you got um, the the football movie, Remember the Titans. Those great movies, man, were just outstanding and many, many more. You know what? My favorite all-time Denzel movie is Deja Vu. Somebody says, are you out of your mind? No, that's that's mine. Now, I, can, I got them all, right? I got them all. And somebody said, I said, I collect them all. I love everything he's ever made. Uh, bottom line to it is, you know what? What a talent. What a talent. No, do this. Let's hear what Denzel Washington has to say on Motivational Monday. Life is worthwhile unless you take risks. Nothing. Nelson Mandela said, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one you're capable of living. Now, I'm sure in your experiences in school and applying to college and picking your major and deciding what you want to do with life, I'm sure people have told you to make sure you have something to fall back on. Make sure you got something to fall back on, honey. But I never understood that concept, having something to fall back on. If I'm going to fall, 
I don't want to fall back on anything. I want to fall forward. I figure at least this way I'll see what I'm going to hit. Without consistency, you'll never finish. So do what you feel passionate about, passionate about. Take chances. Don't be afraid to fail. There's an old IQ test was nine dots. And you had to draw five lines with a pencil within these nine dots without lifting the pencil. The only way to do it was to go outside the box. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. Don't be afraid to fail big, to dream big. But remember, dreams without goals are just dreams. Reggie Jackson struck out 2,600 times in his career, the most in the history of baseball. But you don't hear about the strikeouts. People remember the home runs fall forward. Thomas Edison conducted 1,000 failed experiments. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Because the 1,001st was the light bulb. Fall forward. Every failed experiment is one step closer to success. You've got to take risks, and I'm sure you've probably heard that before, but I want to talk to you about why that's so important. You will fail at some point in your life, accept it. You will lose. You will embarrass yourself. You will suck at something. There's no doubt about it. And I know that's probably not a traditional message for a graduation ceremony, but hey, I'm telling you, embrace it because it's inevitable. In the acting business, you fail all the time. Early on in my career, I auditioned for a part in a Broadway musical. Perfect role for me, I thought, except for the fact that I can't sing. I didn't get the job. But here's the thing. I didn't quit. I didn't fall back. I walked out of there to prepare for the next audition and the next audition and the next audition. I prayed, I prayed, and I prayed, but I continued to fail, and fail, and fail, but it didn't matter, because you know what, there's an old saying, you hang around the barbershop long enough, sooner or later you're going to get a haircut, so you will catch a break, and I did catch a break, last year, did a play called Fences on Broadway. But here's the kicker. It was at the court theater. It was at the same theater that I failed that first audition 30 years prior. The point is, every graduate here today has the training and the talent to succeed. But do you have the guts to fail? If you don't fail, you're not even trying. I'll say it again. If you don't fail, you're not even trying. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. So imagine you're on your deathbed 
And standing around your deathbed are the ghosts representing your unfulfilled potential. The ghost of the ideas you never acted on. The ghost of the talents you didn't use. And they're standing around your bed, angry, disappointed, and upset. They say, we, we came to you because you could have brought us to life, they say. And now we have to go to the grave together. So I ask you today, how many ghosts are going to be around your bed when your time comes? I just got back from South Africa. It's a beautiful country. But there are places there with terrible poverty that need help. And Africa is just the, the, the tip of the iceberg. The Middle East needs your help. Japan needs your help. Alabama needs your help. Tennessee needs your help. Louisiana needs your help. Philadelphia needs your help. The world needs a lot, and we need it from you. We really do. We need it from you young people. I mean, I'm not speaking for the rest of us up here, but I know I'm getting a little grayer. We need it from you, the young people, because remember this. You got to get out there. You got to give it everything you got, whether it's your time, your, your, your talent, your prayers, or your treasures. What are you going to do with what you have? I'm not talking about how much you have. Some of you are business majors, some of you are theologians, nurses, sociologists, some of you have money, some of you have patience, some of you have kindness, some of you have love, some of you have the gift of long-suffering, whatever it is, whatever your gift is, what are you going to do with what you have? All right, now here's my last point about failure. Sometimes it's the best way to figure out where you're going. Your life will never be a straight path. I began at Fordham University as a pre-med student. I, I took a course called the Cardiac Morphogenesis. I couldn't read it, I couldn't say it, I sure couldn't pass it. So then I decided to go into pre-law, then journalism. And with no academic focus, my grades took off in their own direction. I was a 1.8 GPA. And the university very politely suggested that it might be better to take some time off. I was 20 years old. I was at my lowest point. And then one day, and I remember the exact day, March 27, 1975, I was helping my mother in her beauty shop. My mother owned a beauty shop up in Mount Vernon. And there's, there was this older woman who was uh, considered one of the elders in the town. And, I didn't know her personally, but I, I was looking in the mirror, and every time I looked at the mirror, I could see her behind me, and she was staring at me. She just kept looking at me. Every time I looked at her, she kept giving me these strange looks. So she finally took the dryer off her head and said something. She said something I'll never forget. She said, young boy, I have a prophecy, a spiritual prophecy. She said, you are going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. And in the years that followed, just as that woman prophesied, I have traveled the world and I have spoken to millions of people through my movies. Millions who up till this day 
couldn't see me. I, who, who, up till this day, I couldn't see while I was talking to them, and they couldn't see me. They could only see the moon. They couldn't see the real me. But I see you today, and I'm encouraged by what I see, and I'm strengthened by what I see. Because taking risk is not just about going for a job. It's also about knowing what you know and what you don't know. It's about being open to people and to ideas. So the chances you take, the people you meet, the people you love, the faith that you have, that's what's going to define you. Never be discouraged. Never hold back. Give everything you got. And when you fall throughout life, remember this. Fall forward. Coach Quick, that's my man. That is my guy. None other than Denzel Washington. Your thoughts? Man, Denzel's great. Great motivational speaker. Great actor. I mean, as he said, sometimes in life, you got to take risks. Don't be afraid to fall. Fall forwards, not backwards. Don't be afraid to fail. But if 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 you fall, get up. And if I could quote the great Michael Irvin, if you fall, look up, get up, and don't ever give up. Man, as Denzel said though, you gotta be willing to take those risks. Sometimes to get something that you never had, you got to do something that you never did. How about that? How about that? So listen, we want to thank, again, the Havoc House of Waynesboro, Virginia, for this segment. And it, you can contact them at 540-447-1362 and come in swinging. So this is Motivational Monday. I hope you're enjoying it. We're going to step away, hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Pete Chilka, North Carolina Tar Heel and NBA champion. You're listening to the GQ Coaches Show on ESPN Radio 1240, The Boss. Looking for something fun but different to do? Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment today. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com or by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. And thank you for playing USBA. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home refinance or tackle college expenses with your equity you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you call 
888-888-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. You're listening to Coaches G&Q Chopping It Up. As we move into our Real Talk segment, which is brought to you by the United States Basketball Association. So visit their website at usbahoops.com. So, Coach Quick, man, as we get into the Real Talk, there's no way we can finish up Motivational Monday with not honoring our veterans and also having a... A, a tad of a great motivational speech, none other than from Admiral McRaven. What starts here changes the world. I have a few suggestions that may help you on your way to a better world. And while these lessons were learned during my time in the military, I can assure you that it matters not whether you ever served a day in uniform. It matters not your gender, your ethnic or religious background, your orientation, or your social status. Our struggles in this world are similar, and the lessons to overcome those struggles and to move forward, changing ourselves and changing the world around us, will apply equally to all. So here are the 10 lessons I learned from basic SEAL training that hopefully will be of value to you as you move forward in life. Every morning in SEAL training, my instructors, who at the time were all Vietnam veterans, would show up in my barracks room, and the first thing they'd do was inspect my bed. If you did it right, the corners would be square, the covers would be pulled tight, the pillow centered just under the headboard, and the extra blanket folded neatly at the foot of the rack. It was a simple task, mundane at best, but every morning we were required to make our bed to perfection. That seemed a little ridiculous at the time, particularly in light of the fact that we were aspiring to be real warriors, tough, battle-hardened SEALs. But the wisdom of this simple act has been proven to me many times over. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride, and it will encourage you to do another task, and another, and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that the little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you'll never be able to do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that is made. That you made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. So if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. And the students. During training, the students are all broken down into boat crews. Each crew is seven students, three on each side of a small rubber boat, and one coxswain to help guide the dinghy. Every day, your boat crew forms up on the beach and is instructed to get through the surf zone and paddle several miles down the coast. In the winter, the surf off San Diego can get to be eight to 10 feet high, and it is exceedingly difficult to paddle through the plunging surf unless everyone digs in. Every paddle, must be synchronized to the stroke count of the coxswain. Everyone must exert equal effort or the boat will turn against the wave and be unceremoniously dumped back on the beach. For the boat to make it to its destination, everyone must paddle. You can't change the world alone. You will need some help. And to truly get from your starting point to your destination takes friends, colleagues, the goodwill of strangers, and a strong coxswain to guide you. If you want to change the world, 
find someone to help you paddle. Over a few weeks of difficult training, my SEAL class, which started with 150 men, was down to just 42. There were now six boat crews of seven men each. I was in the boat with the tall guys, but the best boat crew we had was made up of the little guys, the Munchkin crew, we called them. No one was over five foot five. The Munchkin boat crew had one American Indian, one African American, one Polish American, one Greek American, one Italian American, and two tough kids from the Midwest. They out paddled, outran, and outswam all the other boat crews. The big men in the other boat crews would always make good natured fun of the tiny little flippers the Munchkins put on their tiny little feet prior to every swim. But somehow these little guys from every corner of the nation and the world always had the last laugh, swimming faster than everyone and reaching the shore long before the rest of us. SEAL training was a great equalizer. Nothing mattered but your will to succeed, not your color, not your ethnic background, not your education, not your social status. If you want to change the world, measure a person by the size of their heart, not by the size of their flippers. Several times a week, the instructors would line up the class and do a uniform inspection. It was exceptionally thorough. Your hat had to be perfectly starched, your uniform immaculately pressed, your belt buckle shiny and void of any smudges. But it seemed that no matter how much effort you put into starching your hat or pressing your uniform or polishing your belt buckle, it just wasn't good enough. The instructors would find something wrong. For failing uniform inspection, the student had to run, fully clothed, into the surf zone, then wet from head to toe, roll around on the beach until every part of your body was covered with sand. The effect was known as a sugar cookie. You stayed in the uniform the rest of the day, cold, wet, and sandy. There were many a student who just couldn't accept the fact that all their efforts were in vain, that no matter how hard they tried to get the uniform right, it went unappreciated. Those students didn't make it through training. Those students didn't understand the purpose of the drill. You were never going to succeed. You were never going to have a perfect uniform. The instructors weren't going to allow it. Sometimes, no matter how well you prepare, or how well you perform, you still end up as a sugar cookie. It's just the way life is sometimes. If you want to change the world, get over being a sugar cookie and keep moving forward. Every day during training, you were challenged with multiple physical events, long runs, long swims, obstacle courses, hours of calisthenics, something designed to test your mettle. Every event had standards, times you had to meet. If you failed to meet those times, those standards, your name was posted on a list, and at the end of the day, those on the list were invited to a circus. A circus was two hours of additional calisthenics designed to wear you down, to break your spirit, to force you to quit. No one wanted a circus. A circus meant that for that day, you didn't measure up. A circus meant more fatigue, and more fatigue meant that the following day would be more difficult and more circuses were likely. But at some time during SEAL training, Everyone, everyone made the circus list. But an interesting, an interesting thing happened to those who were constantly on the list. Over time, those students who did two hours of extra calisthenics got stronger and stronger. The pain of the circuses built inner strength and physical resiliency. Life is filled with circuses. You will fail. 
You will likely fail often, and it will be painful. It will be discouraging. At times, it will test you to your very core. But if you, don't, if you want to change the world, don't be afraid of the circuses. At least twice a week, the trainees were required to run the obstacle course. The obstacle course contained 25 obstacles, including a 10-foot wall, a 30-foot cargo net, a barbed wire crawl, to name a few. But the most challenging obstacle was the slide for life. It had a three-level, 30-foot tower at one end and a one-level tower at the other. In between was a 200-foot-long rope. You had to climb the three-tiered tower, and once at the top, you grabbed the rope, swung underneath the rope, and pulled yourself hand over hand until you got to the other end. The record for the obstacle course had stood for years when my class began in 1977. The record seemed unbeatable until one day a student decided to go down the slide for life head first. Instead of swinging his body underneath the rope and inching his way down, he bravely mounted the top of the rope and thrust himself forward. It was a dangerous move, seemingly foolish and fraught with risk. Failure could be an injury and being dropped from the course. Without hesitation, the student slid down the rope perilously fast. Instead of several minutes, it only took him half that time. And by the end of the course, he had broken the record. If you want to change the world, sometimes you have to slide down the obstacles head first. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, this is Kenny Anderson, fifth men's basketball coach. And you're listening to GQ Coaches Show, The Real Talk in Sports on ESPN Radio, 1240 The Boss. The USBA was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com or by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. And thank you for playing USBA. Some access. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment today. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. May I tell you what, Coach Quick, uh, Admiral McRaven's words was just absolutely profound. And I, again, I just want to just thank you, Coach, for allowing us to kind of have the show, have the format ourselves, and we just created Motivational Monday. So I'm going to kick it over to Coach Quick as he starts to wrap us up. Your thoughts, Coach? Hey, great, great show. Motivational Monday was outstanding. I thoroughly enjoyed it. What a great show. All right, so listen, folks, we just appreciate and hope you had a great, great week. Coach Quick, you know where to go and you know where to take us. For Coach Goins, and I'm Coach Quick. We'll see you in the locker room. 
You have been listening to the GQ Coaches Show, the real talk in sports with coaches G and Q on ESPN Radio, 1240 The Boss, 